Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Bam, bam, bam. True Underdog. Bam, bam, Unleash bam. the power I'm Jason Waller, True Underdog Podcast, and I have got a special Underdog Bites for you today. I got my main man, my ninja, my homie, the whitest Puerto Rican I've ever met in my life, Mr. Joe Caban. How are you doing? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. So we just got out of an NBA Finals where our boy Clink's sons lost. I love the Greek freak. I just talked about it earlier on a podcast, how badass that guy is, how the excitement of him winning the championship, the innocence of how happy he was, was amazing, right? It was real. Humility, it was real. You know, you get these arrogant ego people, you know, the LeBrons and stuff, and it's just not the same when you see somebody excited to win the way he was. So today's show, though, is the only real failure, right? Like the Suns tried and then they failed. But that's not failure. That is loss. Like they just weren't good enough, but they learned from that. But the only real failure, I think, Joe, is quitting. You agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's been times I've quit stuff before and had regrets. Like I quit playing football in high school. I wasn't good. I was good enough to probably be the starting quarterback or at least compete for the starting quarterback in JV back at Central Cabarrus. But I quit the team. And, you know, I played quarterback from fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, moved to North Carolina and quit the team. And our quarterback was, was all right. He wasn't great. His older brother was the quarterback for the varsity. They had Jimmy Means to hand off to, Natron's little brother. So it's not like you had to be a great quarterback anyways. But one of the regrets I have is quitting. I was like, asked you chasing girls, got my wife, you know, started dating her. And I just kind of quit. And I went through a podcast not too long ago, right? 25 jobs I've had before I opened my first business, right? At 24 years old. Lots of jobs I quit. Most I don't regret. Some, I mean, well, actually, I I don't regret any of them now. But when you quit things, that's failure. And we've all done that before. When are some times that you've quit where you've regretted quitting before? I've had some uh, similar situations like you, playing sports at a young age, just quitting. I think I quit because I made excuses about my life and how my life as a child was, like not having money, like to pay for being on a sports team, that kind of stuff. So you kind of use those excuses as like, well, that's the easy way out. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I can't afford it. I'm not going to play this year. I could have probably found a way to afford it. I could have asked family members for money, that kind of stuff, and found some ways to afford it. Um, but I think using those as excuses growing up, I use that a lot. Being broke and not having money as ways to say, well, I can't do it. I can't afford it, so I can't do it. So I regret not playing sports. And, and just obviously, that's both of our passions. We love sports. And you never know how your life could have turned out, even you as a quarterback. You could have probably made a college team. Like, who knows, right? Not me, but they, yeah, you yeah. never know. You, you could have played Division Four ball. Who knows, right? <laughs> do they have a Division <laughs> Four? Because if they do, I might have made that team, dog. You, you could have made the arena football team. Who knows, right? You could have did something like that. But yeah, those very similar to you, just kind of regrets and things that you enjoy in life, things that we enjoy now. It's like, wait, what could, what could have been? I could have probably been a decent lineman or something. Like, who knows, right? Just who knows? Yeah, I agree. And you know, in in relationships, sometimes people just quit on relationships. And I've heard people, I have friends who are divorced 
and I've gone through marriage problems. You've gone through marriage problems. A lot of listeners out here have gone through some marriage problems. Nobody's life is perfect. And I've talked to some guys and a lot of people are like, why would you talk to somebody who's been divorced? You know, you don't want to talk to somebody when you're going through problems that's still married because they might not have been through the same problems and they haven't seen the other side. So I, one of my good friends, Dino, has been divorced and married three times. And so I was asking him when things were tough. And he said, Jason, the number one thing I regretted is not trying enough till I couldn't try anymore. I quit early. And that's not saying that he should have been with one of his ex-wives. That's saying that he didn't give it a chance and he had regret and he quit early on something he felt like he walked away from without giving 110%. And that's on him. And that made me realize like, you know what? That's how it is in life. You know, the biggest regret is quitting. That haunts you forever. Still trying, going nuts, banging your head against the wall till it opens. Whatever you've got to do, that's normal. You know, it can make you insane, but it's normal. You're not fucking quitting. But when you quit and you take your ball and go home, that's it. There's always regret with that. There's always like, could I have done this? Should I have done that? Can I have tried more? But that haunts you forever. Absolutely. I mean, it's so refreshing and rewarding when you get through something that's difficult rather than just quitting. The reward and the feeling at the end is just so much better. You've accomplished something. I know like if anyone says their marriage is perfect, they're full of shit. I mean, just honestly, everybody has problems. I think my marriage is, is great, but we argue, we fight just like any other married couple. I mean, just, she kicks your ass. Dude. Let's exactly. Think it. just, she <laughs> kicks your ass. Your compromise is giving in to her. That's it. Don't fuck you. You can't yeah, play with you me. Gotta, you got you to gotta let them win most of the battles, but you know, just fight through it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's thought about maybe I should get a divorce. The grass may be greener on the other side, but that's not always the case. And I tell people, if you don't like your job, if you feel that way about your job and you don't love what you do or really, really like what you do, that's okay to quit. Like move on and do something you love. Follow your passion. Right. But don't quit on something because it feels too hard or it's too tough or it seems like you're never going to gain momentum and get some wins. I like to say, set your goals realistic, right? Lower your standards if you need to, to get to spot. I mean- you know, I, when I did the podcast with Barry Sanders months ago, I asked him, you know, you weren't supposed to make your high school team. And then you were a cornerback. Then they moved you to running back. Then you were, you know, an all-star running back in high school. Then you were an all, you know, a hall of famer in pro. And you were, you know, the Heisman trophy winner in college, but did the lights ever get too big for you? And he said, stay in the moment and set short-term goals. So you never, in awe. You're, the moment's never bigger than you and you're never bigger than the moment. And I, I think, you know, I live by that. One of the chapters in the book I have is, you know, there's no elevator in life. You got to take the stairs. And, you know, in order for us, like the company that we're at at Power Home to do 750 million in sales this year, well, year one, we had to do 3 million. Year two, we had to do 14 million. Year three, we had to do 40 million. Like you have to take the stairs. You know, we're over 2000 employees now, Well, we had to start with one. You know, by year one, we were at 34. By year two, we were at 112, like, and so on. And if I wasn't going to open up the business, you weren't going to join the company back in 16. And I opened up 15 and say, we're going to be a billion dollar business in five years. That's unrealistic to think about. That's the 1% of the one of the one of the 1%. Like that just doesn't happen. But we stayed in our moments of realistic goals. Hey, let's try to get a million dollars in sales this month. Hey, let's try to get $2 million in sales this month. Hey, let's try to get $5 million in sales and so on. And when you stay in your goals, I like to say 30, 60, 90 day goals, right? One week, 30 days, 
45 days if you want, whatever it is, things that you can attain small wins, it's less likely that you get discouraged and quit. It's like losing weight. You've lost a shit ton of weight. You look fantastic. You didn't just wake up and drop a hundred fucking pounds. It fell off slowly, right? A little bit here, a little bit there, right? And then you get excited because you're getting those wins. You're like, shit, I'm losing weight, right? This feels good. I got to keep going. Started two pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 30 pounds. I mean, small wins, like you said, small increments. And that equals a big, I always say, if you can give 1% more today than you did yesterday, dude, that's 30% more in a month. It's 365% more in a year. So you just, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to push a little bit more and not quit and have realistic goals. I think, you know, the biggest failure really is quitting early on things. I remember in 15, the end of 15, you know, Power Home Solar had 3 million in sales. And I remember that I talk about all the time, the, the trip to Disney and Kevin Clink, who's my business partner, he wanted us to shut the doors, dude. He quit. He quit on Power Home. It's a known fact. He's come out and talked about it. Like, he was like, dude, shut it down, dude. We're losing money. This isn't working. And we had an argument about it. And I've given all the money I made from the other security companies and listed my house and sold my house in early 16 to put money back into the business. I wasn't taking a paycheck till near the end of 16, so almost two years. But I almost quit on the team. I almost quit on Power Home. I had people around me, my wife, my business partner, best friend, everybody. That was right before you joined our team, Joe. Remember that? I We were friends. You worked doing, you know, selling security for Kevin on the call center side. And I remember almost quitting. I remember having a conversation with Ben and I was like, man, I'm thinking about quitting. I'm trying not to. And he's like, yeah, you should probably push till you just can't push anymore. I said, no, you're right. I remember praying about it. I remember asking everybody you know, look, we need a little bit more cash. I don't want to have to sell my house. I can see the light at the tunnel. I need you to bet on me. And everybody told me no, Joe, every fucking body, even Ben and Ben didn't have it, but everybody told me no. I was like, look, I just, what can I do to get to the next level? And everybody told me no. And I had to sell my house, but I wasn't going to lose after that. And I wasn't going to quit after that. I was on a mission, but I almost quit. I was right there at that stop sign. Where it was left, I quit, or right, I move forward. I've known you for a long time. Quitting in your vocabulary at all. But I almost did, dude. I mean, I almost did. I mean, I contemplated it. It almost broke me, but it didn't. Right? That's the deal. Like, you know, I always feel bad if I get in fights, man, because motherfucker better kill me, dog, because I ain't (laughs) quitting. Right? So it's like, I'm going to keep coming and coming and coming. But that's how I feel in business. And, you know, I'm so glad I didn't quit because we have over 2,000 employees. We have over 30,000 customers. We've changed so many lives, customers and employees. And that's what it's about. And that's what's so exciting. But it's taken not quitting and pushing through to get to the next level. It's taken not failing because failure is quitting. You know, I've made mistakes. I've lost money. I've made bad decisions and you learn from them, but you don't quit. When was the time in business that you almost quit, but you didn't? I quit on you once. Okay. Let's talk it, about it. Let's talk about it. it I was hard. wanting to see if you want to talk about it. Go right. ahead. Let's talk about it. an open book. You see where we are now. So it's, no, it's fine to talk about it now. Like, yeah, I quit on you. I just didn't like the way the business was. And, you know, just, I was in sales at the time and I didn't like. This was, was with making. the home security business. Yep. So you got to let the listeners know. Yeah. yeah home, home security. security I was on the phone doing phone sales. I didn't like you know, other people were making more than me at the time for certain things. And I just, I got frustrated. And rather than just 
keeping my cool and and, and reevaluating it. Because anybody who knows me, you can you can try to knock me down, and I'm just gonna keep rising to the occasion every single time. If I'm selling fifty, I'm gonna sell a hundred. You know, that's just how I am. I always think ahead and. Like you said, set those small goals, but I got frustrated. Instead of sitting down and thinking about it, I made a rash decision. I said, fuck it, I quit. Ego. Ego. Pride. Yep. Egos, e- pride and ego will kill you yeah. in any business. So I, w- I was prideful and I was like, shit, I don't deserve this. I quit. Then what happened? Shit wasn't easy. Shit wasn't easy. I thought I could do it on my own, but it wasn't as easy. I didn't have the capital and, and enough experience to do it on my own. And I can admit that now. I was dumb. I was young. I was naive. Well, that's the humility that comes with experience, right? That's the humility and humbleness that come with trying to do things. And look, we're still best friends. Like that's what happens. Sometimes people have to go their other way and find out. And you've been a huge part of our success. You have helped build power home, right? You have been in the trenches. You have done all these great things. You know, you're a director. You've got a ton of people that report to you. You've had your hands in every aspect of our business. And I'm thankful for that. And I have tons of gratitude and appreciation. Appreciate that. It's taken, you know, our journey of the peaks and the valleys for you to get the experience and to be a part of something great. But, you know, I think it's cool that you can come on here and and none of this is ever scripted. So for the listeners out there, nobody knows. That's how I roll. I don't have a script. I have talking points of a subject and everything else is natural. That's how we roll on the True Underdog podcast. And so I think that it's important that, you know, people can talk about, you know, hey, I quit on this and then it was, it didn't go the way I thought. And I learned from it. I'm stronger I'm for just, it. I'm grateful I got another opportunity. And most of the time, you don't get another opportunity. You know, you could have been a chance where the time where I couldn't be part of the team. And who, who knows where I would have been now? I mean, I'm happy with what I got now and what I'm doing. Love what I do. I love what I love, you do, you too. Know, the more I can do for other people, even better. I, like, I mean, the better I become, the more, I mean, the more I make, the more I like to give. So, I mean, if I make more and more, I give to other people and charities and everything. So, it's a blessing. And it really is a blessing. It is. No, I would agree. And so now you've been watching the show Two Minute Drill. Mm-hmm. You watched a few of them? I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, I got to start binge watching. I got to have, I like to binge watch stuff. So when I have what'd you, four what'd or five you, hours. What'd you, what'd you think about the dude with the $42 mug, dude? That show just came on. <laughs> I just, I love the fact that, I love when they keep beating around the questions that you ask them and they just kind of got to talk about other stuff. He's an artist. It's time. And I love when you just slam the clipboard down. I was like, shit. And I think, I think you're a perfect fit for that show. I think you're the, you're the mix of the, if you watch American Idol, you're like the Simon Cowell, like the Mr. Wonderful kind of mix. Like, I'm not going to tell you. And the show's no. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like that. It's a mixture between like Shark Tank and, and American Idol. Like, you, it, it's a cool show. I mean, it's definitely different than Shark Tank, but yeah, you definitely, you do, do really well on it. What I've seen so far, you got a perfect I appreciate that. it. I did get pissed off at that guy. All that, none of that's scripted. I kept asking the guy a question. I'm like, why are you dancing? Answer the question. He just, I say, I fuck, I give up, dude. You know, they filmed two hours of that shit. There were some F bombs and some S bombs. I was fucked no, shit. Knowing you, they, they edited a lot. They cut it out, man. <laughs> I can put an hour in there. I'm like, dude, keep it real. Let the people know. Like, this guy pissed me off. They hired you. They hired some extra editors. I promise you. <laughs> it was, it's fun filming that show. David Meltzer is, he's, he's a genius. He runs that show. Now, he's also my he coach. He sounds like an awesome guy, though. Such a great human being. And, you know, he's the original Jerry Maguire. So, you know, the, the, the movie's about him. So let's talk a little bit about the only failure is quitting. You know, you, you talked about some experiences. I've talked about some experiences. Let's talk about, since we have a little time here, 
Let's talk about sports. Let's talk football. Okay. We can talk. Let's football. talk football. Love right. football. So I How remember. About the Lions? All right. So we like we're gonna fucking talk about the Lions. And for you guys out there that aren't Lions fans, kiss my ass. You can turn the show off right now and come on to the next episode. That's fine. But for you guys out there that are Lions fans, you're gonna appreciate and respect what I've got to say. And look, Kelly Stafford, you might be even listening because you responded to my comments, and that's fine too. I've got nothing against. Kelly Stafford or Matthew Stafford as people. I've got nothing against him as as talented as he is and as a player, right? And what he meant to the city of Detroit. But here's my problem. We'll talk about it. Trade comes through. I shit you not. When I see the trade come through and they were talking about two first round picks and a third round pick, I thought the Lions gave up Stafford and two first round picks and a third round pick for golf. That's what I thought. I shit you not. I said, What? (laughs) We just gave away our entire future for golf. Then when I saw that story turn, it would like, I I understood what happened. They gave away two first rounds and a third and golf for Matthew Stafford. And I said, Ooh, we, we just stole a bunch of cookies out the kitchen. Like what just happened? All over again. My goodness. And here's my, I got a couple comments. So, And then I want your feedback. So I saw that. And what really pissed me off is I love Matthew Stafford. He's got all the talent in the world, but I've gone on record on Woodward sports and I'm going on their podcast very, very soon, like a week. And I've gone on record on their, on their, on their post. And I have said that they said was Matthew Stafford, a top six quarterback because the lovely Dan Orlovsky ESPN announcer that, you know, was a glorified backup to Matthew Stafford and carried his clipboard around all day. Loves him. to Matthew Stafford's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to love somebody. It's great. But he's blind because he paints him. He's number six. I mean, I could think of nine or 10 and we want to get into this. We should nine or 10 quarterbacks that are better. But I will tell you this. I posted on there. He's not a top six quarterback. He's our version of Jeff George. He has all the talent in the world and a nice guy. He just doesn't win. Therefore, winning has to play a part in quarterbacks. And I don't want to hear that bullshit from people. You can't judge everybody by wins or Super Bowls. Do you judge pitchers by wins and fucking championships? I think you do. It's the same thing. I love Dan Marino, but he's not even a top five quarterback because he's never won a Super Bowl. That's just me being honest. I love him. He's got more talent than probably anybody's ever played, but he's not top five because of that. I mean, you can go Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Pete Manning. I mean, I mean, uh, what's his name that uh, from the Steelers? I mean, you just go down the list. You got five or six or seven or eight that are better than him, in my opinion. Now, it's just an opinion. So I said that Kelly came out and was like, oh, solar man, you better stay in your lane. And you don't know all the facts. Cause I said, he's never won anywhere at period, not high school, not in college, not in pro. I stand corrected. He won a high school championship. It came, <laughs> it came to surface. Count. Nobody told me she wanted to let me know as did his high school buddy from 20 something years ago that, Hey buddy, we won our high school championship. Yeah. Fantastic. He won his peewee championship back in 98. Doesn't matter. Right. I won the Madden Bowl championship with us playing. Like, listen, he didn't do really, really well in Georgia, winning a lot of games. And he's like nine and 67 against winning teams in the Lions. And people say, well, he didn't have talent. But I mean, he didn't have talent around him. It's bullshit. You had the second best receiver of our generation behind Jerry Rice catching balls from him in, in Megatron and Calvin Johnson. You had Golden Tate. You had Nate Burleson. You had... Kenny Galladay, you had Marvin Jones, you had three number one first round freaking tight ends. Don't tell me you didn't have talent. 
You had an O-line that was a top 15 O-line. Half your career was a top 15 O-line. Half your career, not top five, not top 10, but in the top 15, half your career where you had less sacks than half the teams. So don't tell me you didn't have the talent to win. It's bullshit. Now, I think the Lions stole golf. Do I think golf's more talented than Stafford? No. But let me give you a stat that I think matters, and then I'm going to let you talk because I can go on all day. Do you know who the number one quarterback is in the red zone last year? Josh Allen? Motherfucking Jared Goff. Highest QBR in the red zone last year. Fucking pressure matters. Go ahead and tell me about what you think on the trade. No, I think I agree. The Lions stole it. I agree with Matthew Stafford not winning. And and this year will prove that because now he has a crazy receiving core in L.A. He's a great team. He's He's just going into. All right. I would argue his receiving core wasn't better than the Lions. We had Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones and T.J. Hawkinson last year. He's got Cup and Brandon Whatever the fuck it cooks. And who else? Like, really? Woods. Woods. Dude, that's not better than what the Lions had last year. Come on. Come on. Without Galladay, it's better. Galladay is the only difference maker. But I think we had Galladay, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson. If you remove Galladay, there's a better. But you can't say he has a better receiving core. Because he didn't have Galladay last year for most of the game. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, so it, well, he won, that, by the way, he won five games last well, year. Well, overall, this is a better team defensively as well. Defensively, but you yes. understand, last year, the O-line was probably ranked 15th or 18th, the Lions. You know what was like 30th? The Rams. Still, but he still had no excuses. First Joe, year. if you give, if, if if we give you 12 seconds to throw the football, you'll be a fucking Pro Bowl. I'll be a Hall of Famer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he going to do with a with an O-line that's worse than where he was at? I'm not saying he's going to do good. I'm, I'm trying to insinuate that he's going to fail and that team won't make the playoffs. And then the blame. So you're on record saying the Rams will <laughs> not, make, will the not make the playoffs next year. And it's not Stafford's fault, but it's just, could it be an ego thing with McVay? Because, listen, David knows the owner of the Rams and he thinks and comments have been made where McVay and Goff really didn't see eye to eye, kind of like a Billichek and Brady. Now, I'm not saying Goff is Brady, and I'm not saying Goff is a fucking Hall of Famer, and I'm not saying Goff is going to take us to the promised land. I'm just saying we need a change. The Rams need a change. This is a little different. He doesn't have the talent. I've talked to a couple of the players on the teams. I'm friends with a few of them. They said, dude, he doesn't have the arm talent and the skill set as Matthew Stafford, but he's a way better leader and a cooler person. That's what they've said. You can't make this shit up. So... I think that matters a little bit. Now, is he the big, like, let's burn the damn ships and we're going to kick some ass guy? No, but Stafford was nothing. He was like, he wouldn't change the plays. He was very quiet. He didn't like, he's just not that guy. He wasn't very vocal in the, in the locker room. Right. Where I think Goff has a chip on his shoulder. Like Stafford has all the pressure. Think about that. My boy, Sam, he's friends with him. Talks to him. He's like, yeah, it's going to be kind of hard, but you know, big shoes here to fill in LA. They got high expectations for me. I think they do. When the Lions paid you $125 million, they had high, high expectations for you too. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy or he's a bad player, but he's our version of Jeff George. Can I give you another thing? Yeah. Okay. First of all, let so, me correct you. In Dermot Marino's top five, I don't give a shit what you say or how you oh, try geez. to. I don't give a shit if he won zero Super Bowls. Guy's a legend. Had every pass. He's a legend, but he's not top five. He's not top five ever, though. He's number five in my book. Okay. He's number five. Maybe six. Go ahead. Carry on with your statement. Okay. So I'm going to give you a name 
And you tell me if this reminds you of something. Kirk Cousins, 2018, Washington Redskins becomes a free agent. The Vikings were not a Super Bowl contender, and they signed Kirk Cousins to the most guaranteed money ever in the history of the NFL. NFL. Mm -hmm. Immediately, all of of the media said, Vikings are Super Bowl contenders. Kirk Cousins is going to change the game. I'm still waiting. (laughs) We're three years in. I'm still waiting. Okay. You can change the outfit, right? You can change the outfit, but it's the same damn player, guys. It's the same damn player. Nothing changes. The amount of money doesn't change anything. It's all about what's available at the time. You can be an average quarterback and be a free agent to be the best average quarterback there. Someone's going to throw money at you. But my point is, is everybody was on the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl bandwagon. Great defense, great running game. Oh my gosh, the receivers. And now Kirk Cousins, they were only missing a quarterback and they were going to win it all. They got Kirk Cousins. Okay. That's how I feel about Stafford. Everyone wanted to run Stafford out of town. They were like, he's not even that good. What's going on? And not in Detroit, but like all over. ESPN, everybody was painting the pictures of Stafford's not that good the last few years. But once he got traded to the Rams, they showed every great play he made, including his rookie fucking year where he broke his shoulder and threw the pass at the Browns. We were at that was game. 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, we were at the game. I did a lot of crazy shit 10 years ago, too. You put highlights on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about now. And then they showed every bad play for my boy Goff. That's fucked up, man. That's wrong. That's wrong. So this is the perfect position for you guys. You guys dump Stafford, which is fine. Goff ain't the long-term answer. We all know that. He's going to give you three more years of, of quality football. It's going to be quality football. It's going to be managed. He's going to manage the game better. He's not going to So make you think they're going to draft a quarterback next two, three years? Yes, I do. So you understand he's made two Pro Bowls and been to the Super Bowl once. Not, not one Pro Bowl, two Pro Bowls. Stafford played 10 years, 10 years, and he was our franchise quarterback. He made one Pro Bowl as an alternate. But let's go on record. He's not your long-term answer. If you think he's the long-term answer. No, with Stafford, our long-term answer, because we had him for 10 years. We had the motherfucker for 10 years. But he's going to manage the game for you well. He's not going to make a bunch of mistakes. You're going to win some games with him. He's not going to throw for 400 yards. It's not happening. He's not going to light the field up, but he's going to manage the game better. He's a better Chad Pennington to me. Be- a better Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, you wrote up that stat about the red zone. Chad Pennington was the best in the red zone for many years in the, in the NFL. You can look that up. He's a better Chad Pennington. He's better arm. And he's just a, a overall manages the game a little bit better than Pennington. So how did he make the Pro Bowl twice? Because I don't think Chad Pennington ever made the Pro either, Bowl. But Chad Pennington was good. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks make the Pro Bowl and aren't that great. 4,000 yards, 45 touchdowns. If you don't throw for 4,000 yards nowadays, there's a problem with you. I know. But I'm just saying. The game like, has changed. He's a good, I didn't just, say he was bad. You're making it seem like I'm saying he's bad. Chad he's a better Chad, Chad Pennington. Pennington. I didn't say he, he was. He's better. Because this is the same stats you brought up. Red zone. Chad Pennington was the best in the red zone for years. Didn't make mistakes down there. Goff doesn't either. But you have to get down there. You're not always going to be in the red zone. So what happens outside? What does Goff lack that Stafford has? Arm strength. That's about it. Probably arm strength. That's it. That's it. Right. Jamarcus Russell had arm strength. Dumb as rocks. Jeff George had arm strength. But you expect to win 11 games with him? Or 10 games? Let's be realistic now. I'm going to put you on the spot now because every year we, we look at the calendar together and you're like, oh man, win. Win. Green Bay, win. Minnesota, win. So you ready? Ready? I have us eight and nine this year. 
That's the most realistic answer right. you've given me in ten years. And I and I have the I have the Rams eight nine. I, as seen, well. I was about to say eight nine. And I have the Lions beating the Rams in LA. You go on to that game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take it, Christian. We're in a box, the owner's box with David Meltzer and, and crew and his family. And yes, we're we're going to that game. And that to us, that's our Super Bowl. And listen, shit can happen because every year one team goes from the bottom to the top. Look, I'm just going to be honest. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to play. So who the frick? Sounds like they don't even want to pay Devontae Adams now. Who is going to win in the NFC North then? The Bears have a rookie quarterback. And the Vikings have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. (laughs) So so my point is, is anyone can. It's anyone's game in that division. With a nine and eight record. Mm Mm-hmm. I said eight, nine, but we slip up, go nine and eight. We could make the playoffs on our division. You have a shot. Anybody in that division, especially if Rodgers doesn't play, you have a shot. Anyone in that division has a shot at that point. Unless love comes in and lights it up for Green Bay. If Rodgers, you never know. You just never know. I'm Jason Waller with the True Underdog Podcast. And let me tell you about my friends, jamesallen.com. Fellas, I hope you're listening up, but right now they have got something cool. Not only do they have over 200,000 certified conflict-free diamonds to choose from, but they have a thing called Ring Try-On. That's right, Ring Try-On, where your girl can easily try on the ring on her hand via her mobile phone. Think about that. You're sitting on your couch. You tell her how excited you are about getting her a new diamond. You go to the website, jamesallen.com. You put in the code UNDERDOG30 to get 30% off, and then you find the ring you want. You put it on her finger. She gets to see it. Everybody wins. Everybody's happy. Listen, you save over 50% buying online than you do traditional stores, and they have 24-7 customer service agents that make no commission. So do me a favor. Go to jamesallen.com today put in underdog 30 get 30 percent off your purchase pick out that diamond you want and then go ahead and make her dream come true that's jamesallen.com underdog 30 bam how are your dolphins doing you guys keeping to us your future is he not he's got baby hands like the guy kyle murray what's going on the next minute they said they traded for watson for months like who knows but uh, i think they end up keeping him they give him one more year i think last year he looked good He, he he looked like a rookie he held on to the ball too long, in my opinion. Every time he had it and he had to pass it, just a rookie. Yeah, yeah, it was a rookie, jitters and He played like a rookie. Hopefully this year he plays a little better. They said he looks good this year so far, what they've seen. So. Kyle Murray was a rookie last year too, uh, right? This is not, no. No, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Year last year. But yeah, Kyle Murray, you know, Arizona, will they make the playoffs, you think? No. 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 No, someone thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl at forty to one. Our boy Clank over there. I think that I think the Bucks have a yeah, great so shot again. Top five quarterbacks in the league right now go: Tom Brady, okay, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Number three. Yeah, dude. I uh, four would be. I like Josh Allen at four, and at five I like. It's a hard one. I like the Chargers quarterback. Herbert, Justin Herbert. He has a stud. He has a stud. But those are my top five. But I was arguing with like, you know, Prater and all them, and they were trying to tell me, oh, they put Stafford up there. I'm like, well, then was Stafford top five last year? No. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> now, nah, to me, to me, it's Mahomes, Allen. I'll put Brady three, even though I hate him. And then I'll do Aaron Rodgers, Russell, Russell Wilson. I could have put Aaron Rodgers in there, but he's not playing. 
You don't know that yet. Okay. Well, if he played, I would have him at three and put or two. I'd have him at two and push everyone down. I'm just thinking the quarterbacks in the league, regardless if they play this year or not, who's the best? Well, then I think, I think Aaron Rodgers would be two and that push everybody down. I still think Brady's better than him. And you're not an Aaron Rodgers fan because you hate Green Bay. I don't like Aaron Rodgers is one of five people I'd like to punch in the face. (laughs) Do you have a list of five people you want to punch in the face? I do. In the NFL? Life. Tom Brady is one through five. Life. Life. Tom Brady's probably the top three. Chris Kumo is one. Aaron Rodgers is two. Bernie Sanders is three. (laughs) The new coach, uh, what's his name? That coach Ohio State. He's the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's number four. Yep, that's number four. And um, I think Joey Harrington's number five. There you go. That's a great one. There you go. Joey Harrington. There's your five. You owe him a punch. He didn't want to take a picture with you when you you met him. What a douche. See how that turns out. There's my top five I'd like to punch. Now, I might get punched back, but I'd I'd like to punch those five, if possible. I think half of them won't punch. Bernie Sanders might punch you back. Bernie Sanders might whip my ass, to be honest with you. So what are, what are the plans for you for the rest of the summer? Uh, I come back to North Carolina soon, uh, wrap it up there, stay there for the school year, come back and forth to Michigan for a couple of golf tournaments, for football, for some meetings and stuff. But coming back to NC, hold it down, baby, hold it down. Coming back home. Yeah, a little depressed about that, but I'll get over it. You know, I, I you know it's great people stuff, but I just like Michigan, Detroit's been my spot. And so, but I'm going back. The fam wants to go back. My second oldest wants to finish school. The grandkids are there. Wife hates the snow. I did like you did, right? I compromised. I let her have her way. <laughs> there was no middle. So, whatever. That's the compromise. That's the compromise. Well, We're going to do we, what you want to do. do. What do we got to look forward to from you uh, as an individual and in, in for um, the Underdog Podcast? Well, the Underdog we Podcast is number forward. three right now, past Gary V. I know. Congratulations thank you, thank again. You. That's huge. I'd like to get it to number one. I've got a lot of ground to break to get there. Uh, I'm going to the podcast show here in a couple of weeks to uh, in Nashville. While I'm up there for a race. I'm going up there to to the podcast show to try to find some more advertisers and and partners on that. Book comes out October 12th. Own your power. No bullshit. No excuses. The time is now. So book comes out October 12th. Going to have a huge book launch party in New York, which you got to go to. So it'll be October 16th. We're going to go up and have a huge party, bunch of A-listers up there and, you know, doing a whole live feed on the book launch. And then I've got um, Power Home. We're taking it to the next level. We're looking at equity partners. We're in transition right now to try to get a deal done, take our team to the next level for our growth. I mean, you know, we're in 15 states now. We want to try to get to 20 states and, you know, we want to try to get to, you know, we're doing on pace through 700 million. We want to get to over a billion next year. So we've got a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity. We just hired a COO. I can't mention his name yet, but he's coming on and that'll be a great addition. I know him personally. He's a great guy. He came from, you know, Monotronics and Brinks. He's a badass. And so just super excited. I got, uh, got some things we're trying to grow and, and build the company up, dude. And you know, that's what I've got going on. Podcast should be popping. We got some big guests coming on. I got Marshall Falk coming out. I've got uh, Rob Deirdrick coming out. I've got Ben Baller coming. Rob Deirdrick? Yeah. Just came yeah. I love yeah. that guy. He's coming I love on. That guy. Everyone from the show office hours that we just record, we're putting on. Dana, Patrick, all of them, which I can't bring up Aaron Rodgers to. I'd love to. Hey, so is Aaron going to retire? You know, she she won't do their Rodgers questions, but we've got some big people coming on the show and super excited. I'm th- we're trying to work on Tyson. So Tyson, if you hear this, man, we're going to, you're the ultimate underdog. We're going to get you on the show 
let you, you know, knock some shit out of the park, you know, start talking. That will be your most listened to podcast. I can call it. Well, right Grant now. Cardone is, you know, who's a big name, isn't even my most listened to right now. I believe it's Kim Perel. Really? Yeah. But it just rotates based on, you know, who's, uh, when it comes out, you know, how it's published. Like everything's just like a perfect storm. Like episodes you think are going to crush it or like, oh, it was average. And then episodes you're like, that oh, won't be great. They crush it. And you're like, whoa, how'd that happen? So you just never know. Right. And it's cool. I mean, we, we just keep, keep doing our thing. I am excited that we're going to have some blurps of the, of the book coming out where if you ordered the book, pre-order the book, you get an extra bonus chapter and you get the ebook for free. So I've got to do some, uh, read some of the book and put it out there on social. I'm excited. It'll be good. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to, I heard the, the first part of it, you sent it to me, which was pretty good. Looking forward to the, the reading or listening to the rest. What'd you, of it, what'd so. you think of that? I, the, mon- the tone was okay. Everything was great. Yeah, the tone was good. It was, wasn't too loud or too soft. It was nice, mellow tone. Makes you want to listen to it. Um, you have, you have a listenable voice. Let's put it that way. You have a great story. And I think anybody who's been following the podcast, just been following you in general. It's like, it's going to be a great read, man. Yeah, I appreciate so I look that. Forward to it. Look forward and hey, to sorry it. that your team didn't win in basketball tournament here. You know, my team did. So, uh, you, you know, know what? You know what that trip made me realize how old and still out of shape I am. Never again, dude. I, I, were you sore after that? For like three, four days, I can barely like move my arms. That's. <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm, I'm not playing basketball. I'm almost forty. I'm over. Like, the water volleyball was fun though. That you don't have to move that much. You just sit in a, a, a body of water and just move your hands. That's not a lot, but I was I, running I out lose, of breath. I didn't I did. lose in volleyball, though. Let's put it out there. Not one game. Not That's one good. game. My teams always win. But yeah, we had a good time. It was a good, it was a good gathering. It was a good uh, um, bonding experience. I only, I only scored five points the entire tournament, and it was at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome, though. We had a good time, man. You, you definitely know how to throw a nice little shindig for everybody. We all appreciate good, it. Good, good, good. Well, Joe, I love you. It was great having you on the show. And we're going to get back to the main focus here. The wrap up is the only real failure is quitting. And we talked about sports. And let me tell you a little bit about Stafford and Jared Goff. They're not quitters. They're both traded. They swap teams. They're going to grind. They're going to bust their ass. We're going to see who does better. But we want to talk a little bit of sports because we don't get to chat a lot. And I wanted to share. It's been it's been brewing. The football season's coming up soon. I, I know Joe loves sports as much as I do. We could collaborate on that. But, you know, the lesson out there, folks, is. Don't quit. That's the biggest failure. That's the biggest regret. Keep grinding till you can't grind no more. Move every rock. Check under every stone. Don't take no for an answer. Keep pushing through till you can't push anymore. Make sure you follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, CastBox, YouTube. Check out the social media, Jason Waller, Bam, and True Underdog. Bam! Bam! And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam